welcome to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I am your host, Chloe Brown, and you have just clicked on the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. If this is your first time listening, the, pod, the Barnabas Speaks Podcast is a podcast about encouragement, a podcast about empowerment, and a podcast about faith. I want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. This week, I, I hope to empower you, I hope to encourage you. The past few weeks you've been dealing with some of the issues that's going on in our our community and our nation and uh i would hope that this week i would just want to encourage you to kind of take a different course uh normally each week i do have a scripture uh this week is not so much scripturally based it's not that i'm moving away from faith but i want to just kind of take some i, I guess uh, take some owner uh, take a little bit of my own uh ability some privilege as the podcast owner and to speak on some thing different uh i want to talk about uh betting on yourself uh, i want to talk about investing in yourself and valuing yourself uh, one of the things that we often do as people is that we do not value ourselves enough we do not invest in ourselves enough we don't bet on ourselves enough and this not to mean to be so prideful that you forget god or to be so prideful that you forget to give you take god's glory that's not what that means it means to have confidence in what god has poured into you have confidence in what god has given you as gifts and assignment and purpose that's what that means. This is not to ever. T- I am never going to be the type of person that tries to take God's glory. My goal is to always make sure that I'm pointing people back to to God, not just from the pulpit, not just in the four walls of the church, but in everything I do that I'm with my gifts, with my purpose, and that I'm pointing people back to God. And so. One of the things I've been thinking about is careers as I am in my HR career. I started off doing this in a, a journalist form in the Air Force. And then I left the Air Force and started working, not directly, but worked at Cisco, not so much in HR, but in kind of like an entry level role. And then I was able to break back into HR again as an employee relations specialist and it's been a blessing and I remember I was talking to my mentor and my mentor is Sonia Sutherland so I I want to talk about mentors and things of that nature as we talk about this subject but I'll get to that in a minute and I remember texting her and I said that sometime soon I want to talk to you about am I selling myself short and she said, cool beans. Now, something that she says, cool beans. And she followed that by saying, but I'm going to start off by saying this. If you think that you're selling yourself short, you probably are. And I, at that point, I didn't really need to, to speak to her because it, that was my answer. And I didn't even give her all the details. And... I began to realize that I was minimizing some of my experience. I was minimizing some of the things that I that I've done, some of the the things that I was able to to achieve, whether it was in the Air Force 
well, I guess when you spend 10 years in the Air Force, that is a good big bulk of your adult experience. I joined the Air Force when I was 23. So it was a big bulk of my experience. And so as I began to think about it and begin to think about all my experience over the years, think about all the things that I have done and realize that I was selling myself short by not counting my experience and not, I would discount my experience because it happened when I was in the Air Force and it wasn't an official title and those different things, but I was literally doing the work that I'm doing now and the work that I'm trying to do and pursue in this career for HR. And so when I was looking for employment, I was kind of selling myself short. I was kind of not putting myself out there as a professional. I'm more looking for entry-level positions because I, I was not counting the experience that I had in the Air Force. And then I began to work for my current in my current position and I was talking to someone, my coworker, my colleague, and she was like, oh, you were an HR, HR journalist. As I explained to what I, I did, and that's what kind of caused me to change my, my resume and my thinking. It began it. Uh, it opened up that thought process of me not downplaying what I have achieved. And sometimes it is something that we do often. Because I think how it birthed for me is when I was getting out the Air Force, I knew that I did not want to. I started off in the Air Force doing aircraft maintenance, and then I broke into being an instructor, and then taking on an HR journalist role while I was in, I was doing being a training instructor. And so I this this mindset is that when you're getting out the Air Force and you're going in, you're kind of you're kind of leaving military life and going into civilian life, and you have to be open to taking an entry level role. And I think that I misunderstood the advice because I don't want to put it on anyone else because I have to take ownership for how I was thinking about myself and my own experience. I've said experience like 15 times here, so take it in, please. But I think what they were saying is that you have to be open to taking an entry-level position, but to not just, nowhere down the line they say to discredit what you have achieved. No line where in that speech did they say discredit what you're capable of doing. And so I, I had finished my degree while I was in the Air Force, degree in social psychology, which I think is very useful in, in HR because a lot of times when you're dealing with employer relations, in a lot of ways you're counseling and not to say that I have a counseling degree, but you're 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 dealing with the human factor. And to understand the human factor, you have to 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 better serve the human factor, you have to understand the human factor and the human condition. And so my my degree was in social psychology, which is a mixture of sociology and psychology. And so social while well, psychology is the study of the mind. Sociology is the study of, of, of the groups, uh, study of people. And, uh, and so as I was really thinking about that, and I was like, I was equipped for this. I was doing employee relations before I even truly understood what employee relations was because of my uh, position in the Air Force and working as a supervisor. And I was, I was helping people 
do career planning and get go for promotions and I was the 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 SARC representative, which is sexual assault sexual assault response coordinator. And I was also a liaison for that. Uh, I was the onboarding person when people came into the air, came into the squadron. I was also the onboarding person when I was actually acting in the HR journalist role. And so I was doing all these HR things. And then that's why I, that's where I was getting these things from my toolbox. And I remember when I was sitting down with my mentor, Shawnee Sutherland, before, and she was helping me kind of put my resume together, think about my resume. And she was like, a lot of times we do things and we don't put it on our resume because it was not necessarily in our job description, but it, it's something that we did and we had to think bigger than that. She also taught me some other things and we'll get to that. And so it was really looking at it from that perspective. Is that what not what was my job description? Not what was listed on my job description, but what did I do? What additional duties did I take on? Because I had become a program manager, I was the training manager, and so I managed and, and monitored and facilitated everyone's training uh, for the for my my department. I I was the the lead monitor. Uh, I was the person that helped uh, to coordinate convalescent leave or paternity or maternity leave convalescent leave kind of being like a FMLA. And so I, I was I was that person. I know how to do that. I was the, the coordinator for everyone's performance management uh, performance management appraisals. We just called something different in the Air Force. That's why you heard that pause in that voice. Had to make sure I used the correct terminology. And so I was doing that. And so these are all HR functions. And I was the person that had to review letters to make sure to check any edits and things of that nature. And also to monitor people's uh, personnel files and their disciplinary action files. And so I was doing all these different things. And now I'm just shifting what I was doing and taking those skills and applying it to a career outside of the military. And then I realized that I was more than just an entry-level worker and that I had to take more ownership and I had to bet on the skills that God has allowed me to obtain while in the military but also some of the the natural God-given talent to dealing with people that God has given me and when I do not fully utilize my gifts when I do not fully utilize the experience that God has allowed me to obtain then I find then I am a bad steward of the gifts he gave me. I said I was going to use scripture, but in, in the Bible, God, Jesus gives a parable of the, of, of the tears, of the talents, rather. And he talks about one person had five talents, another person had two, and then maybe three. The other person had one, and they all doubled their talents. Uh, and no, the, no, the first two doubled their talent, their, their talent where the one person just hit it. And when you do not take full advantage and utilize your talent and utilize the gifts and the experience and all the things that he has given us, whether it was by way of from his creation or by way of putting you in a situation where you will gain experience, gain lessons, and gain all these different things, 
then you become like the one that had won and hit it. We must be like the one that had five and went out there and made something in this town and doubled it. When we do not take it, not even take advantage, when we don't fully utilize those those things that God has given us, then we become bad stewards. In the church, only time we think about being wise stewards is when it comes to money. But there is different type of currency, this currency in time, this currency in talent. And when you do not fully utilize it, and I'm not saying that it's always going to be on the, the career level, your job, as far as what you do for a nine to five, but there are going to be situations where you can fully utilize it and to be it, be to the glory of God because he gave you these things. He gave you these opportunities and you are squandering it when you are not a wise steward of your talents. With that being said, there are certain things that you have to understand how God brings you to the understanding of development of your talents and experience. And one of those things is if I had to give anybody career advice, if I had to tell anyone what they should be doing as to develop themselves in their career, I would say that you need a career mentor. I'll say this again. You need a career mentor. I have been talking with my, my line brother who is getting into investment banking. And we were just talking about how valuable our mentors have been to our career search and career growth. Something as simple as I was talking to one of my mentors, and ironically, I have three career mentors that are in HR. Two are male, one are female. One a male, rather. One is a male and two are female. And I was talking to one of them, and they said, I asked a question. They said, do you need it? You get ready to go on an interview. Do you need anything from me? Help. Let me help you. And I said, one of the things, I went on the interview, and one of the things that I think that messed me up is that I lowballed my salary, and I do not know how to answer the question if they had not brought it up about salary. And she told me, I want to make sure I pull it up because I want to make sure I say exactly what she says because uh, it was... It was so, so great, and um, and I want to make sure that I say it the correct way. It's, she said, if they don't disclose it up front, then I'd say, I'd like to ask for the fair market range and value based on my education and experience. And because I had been in so much government work, the military, and then working for the state, I never even thought about asking that question or how to answer that question. I just knew that you never brought it up unless they bring it up, but I didn't know. And so I, I went on an interview and it was, it seemed like it was going to be a pretty good job opportunity. And I, they asked me the question and I undercut myself, I believe, because the interview went well. And then when they asked me the salary question and I gave them the number, which now that I understand that as far as the market value, it was rel relatively low. And I heard the pause in her voice. And that's when I knew, like, man, I messed up. And so, and this is my second interview. And so I like, man, I messed up. 
And so my next interview, I asked that question. And ironically, the next interview led to another interview, another interview. And as we go on, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll have some good news to share with you for next week's podcast. But and I think that I may think I want to continue on this in this vein. But I have I have three mentors, and so they that that's where we're going with this. I have three mentors, and she helped me answer that question. And so I think it's valuable. I think it's invaluable. Like you can't, I cannot put a a price tag on the the necessity of a mentor. Specifically, especially those that are starting out in a career, for those that are college students trying to get into their career, or young professionals, ha- get a mentor and soak up all the information you can. Ask questions, listen to them, because if they've been down the road that you're going. I'm, I'm talking, literally, me and my line brother, we talk about this every other week about how valuable our mentors have been and how much advice they give us and how to pose questions and how to pose responses and things of that nature because we're trying to break into to the the career and to, to develop ourselves in our career. And so those type of questions that you may not be used to asking, my, uh, my line brother is also, in, he's in the Army. So once again, we we don't have experience negotiating on that level. So we have to learn from someone else's experience. When people say that experience is the best teacher, it doesn't mean that you have to be the person that experiences it every time. You can you can be taught by someone else's experience. And so I, I cannot tell you the value of a mentor, but I can also say that don't get caught up in the idea of having a mentor that's the same race as you, that comes from the same background as you, that is the same gender as you, you sh- they should be in the same career field as you. I-, I believe that wholeheartedly. But they do not have to be the same race, same gender, or same culture. Because sometimes in our culture, I'm, I'm talking about now the black culture, it's oftentimes just be happy with what you get. Uh, you get a good job, this and that. And it's not just the black culture. It's also the 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 lower socioeconomic statuses or the, the mid middle lower middle classes like just get the good job and just accept the offer and sometimes you have to you have you should always negotiate in fact companies if you really understand outside of mostly state work companies expect you to negotiate they expect you to come back and this is what a mentor will tell you a mentor but if you don't have a mentor if you don't have if you can't lean on anyone else's experience then you won't know that. Specifically, if you just this is your your first real job, or you're like me and my line brother, we're coming out the military, and this is our, our, the first job that we get to negotiate a salary and things of that nature, and we get to set our value. The reality of it is that if you're good enough, no one will be able to pay you with your what you're worth. But you should let them try. <laughs> uh, and so it it is those things that you have to begin to think about. But some of those things you're going to need a mentor. It, it's about all things about setting a career path, about understanding the different pathways to becoming the best in your career and 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 have a longevity in your career. Because there's 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 a few things that you may want to do, but if, unless you understand it, uh, do it. And if you you can't find a mentor that's going to hit you directly, I think you should get one. But also begin to look for the podcast for your career. 
I've been listening to uh, HR podcasts, and it lets me know that also that there is a need for for podcasts for minorities because being a minority, uh, a HR podcast for minorities, because being a minority in a in a career field is different than being in the majority. Yes, you can you can work in hard, but you you need some some you need a roadmap sometimes, and that will help. And so, get a mentor. Find a mentor. Don't be afraid. Ask. Send an email out. They may say, "No, I'm not interested in, in taking on the mentees." And you may, you may, you may swing and miss. I've outside of having an HR HR mentors, I've asked for in my my ministerial career. I've asked people to be my ministerial mentor, and they agreed, and this didn't work out. But then I have other people that just kind of took on the role and helped me and is always uh, always pouring on into me, telling me what to read, sending me articles and to improve my myself as a minister and, and as an elder and as a, as a, as a proclaim of the gospel. But these are the things that if you if you understand Proverbs and Proverbs is the book, the wisdom is part of the wisdom literature and the wisdom book. And it's always talking about seek wisdom, seek wisdom, seek wisdom. Wisdom is crying out in the street. Where you go to it. I'm paraphrasing right now. But there's wisdom out there. And the, the wise man seeks wisdom. And the foolish man shuns wisdom. And there's wisdom out there. And there's wisdom in mentors. There's wisdom in listening to podcasts. There's wisdom in, in reading and, and understanding uh, the market that you're in. The markets and, and all those different things. But you have to, one, set it in your mind that one, that you want to be the best person that God has equipped you to be and you do not want to be the person that is squandering away the gifts and talents that God has given you. It's important. And so a mentor will help you to navigate through those things. Reading literature and understanding and always trying to improve will, will help you in those kind of things. And and stop just following the, the, Turk, the Turk videos or the 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 funny things on Instagram and Twitter. Follow, follow some people that that you look up to, and that are literally providing gateways and things. Get on LinkedIn and and figure out your career path. Follow some companies and and do these different things. Find someone to help you to to how to develop your resume. Find someone that will help you to set up your LinkedIn and to make it most marketable for you and your career field. These are things that will help you because you have to invest in yourself. And sometimes investment is going to be financially. That means you may need to get the certifications as I am waiting awaiting to take my certification test for my PHR, uh, Professional Human Resources uh, certification. It may be going back to school for this thing. It may be because everything is not going to be college-based. So it may be getting that, that certification in welding or that certification and whatever it may be, that license and plumbing and all those different things to improve your your stock, to invest in yourself. And we have to stop shortchanging ourselves. And shortchanging ourselves is sometimes not going after what we need to be prepared for the opportunities. And I, I know that we're going to do another week of this, and this is not what I, this is not how I begin to start the Barnabas Speaks project or the Barnabas Speaks podcast itself, but it's part of it to encourage and empower 
And so there's someone right now that's listening that's trying to figure out what's next. And there's someone that right now that I know because I have uh, listeners that are in the military and they're preparing to, to transition out and they're trying to figure out what's next or they're preparing the next four or five years. Now is the time to start setting a plan. Now is the time to start setting a plan. So let me, so if you feel like I want to begin to set a plan of how to transition, I am here to help you. Not to say that I'm an expert, but I've transitioned. And I know what I needed to do and what I, I also know what I could have done better. So reach out to me. So if you're, if you're looking to do this, I'm asking you to reach out to me at Cloyd, C-L-O-Y-E-D dot Brown at iCloud.com. Cloyd, C-L-O-Y-E-D dot Brown at iCloud.com. Let's have a discussion. Let's talk. We can work through this. Work right right now. This is this is uh, is it, right now. I'm I'm here to help you. Take it while while it's free, and we'll, and we'll work through it. If you're in the military and you're trying to begin to plan, your what's next? Let me help you. Because we can we can. I'm I'm speaking specifically to the military because I have experience in that. I have experience in transition. I have experience in trying to get from your military job to your civilian job and we'll, we'll talk it through we'll work it through we'll work out a plan and we can do this that's what the Barnabas Project that's what the Barnabas Speaks pod, podcast all this is about is about encouragement and empowerment Barnabas Barnabas the son of encouragement Barnabas means the son of encouragement that's why it was named this to, to encourage you to empower you to get to your, your God given purpose Sometimes it's going to be through preaching and pushing you spiritually to get to your God-given purpose. Sometimes it's about practical things in your life. And practic practically, you're trying to get somewhere post-military. You're practically you're trying to get somewhere in your career. I'm not an expert. And I'm not an expert in, <laughs> and what I mean by that is that I'm a subject matter expert and that I understand it, I know it, and I, I know I've, I have to spend some time out here. I understand some things that people are trying to to get to and so some things is going to be working through your resume some things is going to be how to how to begin to break into a career and if I do not have all the answers I know where you can get the answers from so reach out to me you have the email address and I'll say go for it this is going to be this is a short week this episode but we're going to continue on in this this career track, if you will, and kind of some of the things that I've learned since leaving the military and chasing and pursuing a career. And so right now we're talking about stewardship, about gifts. Are you a good steward of your gift? Are you a good steward of your God-given purpose, your God-given talent? These are questions that we must begin to ask ourselves. Are you being or taking as much pride as much attention to your talents to your gifts and to your purpose as you do to your money I'm great I'm glad that you have have money in your savings and that you pay tithes but are you doing what God would have you to do and living fully into your purpose living fully with your talents living fully with your gap your gifts rather that's the question are you a good steward of your gifts are you a good steward of your experience? Are you a good steward 
Those are the questions we must begin to ask ourselves. I pray that this has helped somebody. I pray that this has been empowering, that this has been encouraging. No matter how much I, I get it, I'm always going to get this Bible in there. I'm always, because I try and I seek to live by it. So, I think we will expand on mentors some more next week. And we will continue on this vein until God tells me we shouldn't. Uh, until we have some new things coming right before I cut off. We have some we have some new things coming for the Barnabas Speed Podcast and the Barnabas, uh, Barnabas Project itself. Um, and that, those announcements will be coming soon. If you're looking for me on social media, you can follow me at on Instagram at Cloyd Brown. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Look me up, Cloyd Brown. Reach out. Um, if you're on Facebook, it's Cloyd S. Brown. And on Twitter, it's at Gentleman Cloyd. Once again, follow me. If you, if you are in the military and you want, and you're thinking about transition, even if you're four or five years out, you want to come, you want somebody to help you set up a plan, reach out to me and let's see what I can do to help you. Email is cloyd.brown at iCloud.com. Cloyd.brown at iCloud.com. God bless you. God love you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God.